You're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a fairy cast episode. It's finally back. Wow. Celebration. Yay. After our last one that we recorded was April of 2016. It has been over, over three years since we've done a fairy cast. <laughs> that was a scary thing, because when we first, I was like, what, what had happened is we did a discussion, and we were talking about how they just announced that they were record the last episode of fairy tale and i'm like that just makes me want to finish it or you know get back into it now because i know that it has a conclusion to get to and i want to get to that conclusion and i'm thinking man when was the last time we did this has been so long ago and it was very popular we love it a lot of people that love the fairy cast well i wouldn't say that's popular it's not like our biggest hits of podcasts but the people that listen to it just express how much they love the fairy cast episode so it's like I don't know why he fell off on it. Just a lot of things happening, and yeah, pretty much. I guess it was technically around that point that we had some severe things happening in our lives, so it kind of cut back on all our free time that we had to devote to, you know, putting fairy tale on the side of everything else that we do for the podcast and you know our regular lives. So it, it kind of put to the side. But what we, we kind of said is like, okay, I really want to get to the end of this. Let's devote it. We cut back a lot of the shows that we watched together. We're watching them solo. That way we can have you know the co-watching time to um, some fairy tale again and that's how here we are now as we finally gotten down another arc now i was terrified because after three years <laughs> i wasn't sure if i remember all the characters uh, it didn't take very long to really remember things and thankfully fairy tale loves to kind of re rehash talk a lot about of stuff, things yeah. they loved showing flashbacks that like technically may have happened 10 episodes prior they love to retell like when uh for example, when Gildart shows back up, and or when he talks about the um, the the dragons, suddenly it says or uh, Agnolgia, whatever his name is, he immediately brings up the fact that oh yeah, way back here in had probably somewhere in the twenties episodes or whatever when Gildart first showed up, he talked about how he went and fought a dragon that mm-hmm. was the the black dragon, and the black dragon tore him up. So we get a oh yeah, that's right, that's where it happened to his arm and his leg and everything like that. So it it does love to do that. So I guess that's credit to the writer credit to the the animators Somebody that they credit for it. <laughs> that they love to retell all these things over and over again but at the same time that's also one of those aspects that's really annoying because if you're watching all the way through you get a lot of recapping that you're like I know I just literally watched that episode <laughs> the other day so yeah it wasn't wasn't too difficult back in which was which was great but um yeah here we are back yeah. at it again Seriously, we got something going on here. So yeah, yeah we're, a, getting, we're 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 actually creeping up on where I'm ac- actually at in the show here. Oh, soon. good. So here soon, I can watch it without fear that you're yeah. gonna reveal. How, Pretty close. Where we reveal when the annoying characters got, are gonna I show think, up? I think we've got about three, maybe four more arcs left. I don't have my iPad, so I can't check. Um, I don't know what how how many episodes of the new series because I know this one's like 170 something. I know I'm definitely through the next arc, and I it, it it's somewhere in a uh, uh, tournament that um, I'm at. Oh, that tournament! Yes, thank you, Chris. I There's know. A tournament. I know you're excited about that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just thinking showing in and and tournament that usually is on a regular basis. Like we technically had a, sh- a tournament in this particular arc, in a way, I guess. But um, let me see, fairy tale. But I have definitely watched Fairy Tale Zero, so I've got that on there too. So the original series is 175 episodes. Season two went till 
102 episodes. And then the final season, they for some reason put the episode counts in with it, which is probably a good, I don't know, 50 or so episodes. I know the next arc will go up to 150, I think. Angel Tears, and I think uh, Sabretooth and Onward, I think, is the next arc after that. And it looks like there's an arena right here. So I'm guessing the 150 area? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And yeah, then, I, and then I, I went ahead and skipped ahead to go ahead and watch Fairytale Zero since I knew what was going on in Fairytale or I had a rough idea of what was going on in the stuff, and there wasn't going to be anything surprising. So what's Series 2, if that's a break-off from the the episode counts, is that not going to be a part of the the main lore? I don't know. I I thought I it's just weird I they... watched part of uh, series two, which very series two is when they revamped the entire thing and another group took over. Oh no, but that's I what thought... it is. They they added the episodes for the first season. The second season, the number starts over again, but then they add them all together and they continue on in the final season with the episode counts. Crunchyroll did really weird with the episode counts. So that's what it is. So yeah, that's. Uh... That's where we're at. It's exciting to get back into this, but um, hopefully we can stick with it. Because it seems like 791 is when, when Series 2 started. 175 was when Season 2 started. Then Season 2 was 100 episodes. Because that's when they revamped their outfits and everything like that. Yeah. That was their the whole thing that everybody got excited about was they had updated I seem to remember that. I seem to remember that, yeah. Is it a different studio or the same studio? I think so. I don't know. Satellite did one through seventy five, one seventy five, and then Bridge did seventy one seventy six till I'm guessing the end of the the second season, and then Cloverworks did the final season. So three different studios. Interesting, interesting. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we are on Fairycast eight. This is for episodes ninety six all through one hundred and twenty two. Yes, we didn't touch one twenty three, even though it was extremely tempting. Which we probably should have because technically the next arc is only two episodes. So you could technically watch two episodes now or wait until the next. So we'll probably just bundle in with the next I, arc. I would just bundle it in with the next arc. Yeah, that'll work. It left for a nice cliffhanger for Andrew, even though we know nothing's going to happen to all these characters. So yeah, this is the Tenryojima arc or the Tenro Island arc or yeah. the Hades arc. I've heard three different arc names for it i think it's split up between two little sections in there and one one is the actual uh s class uh test and the other is the actual hades arc which or grimoire uh heart grimoire arc there thank you for giving it another name (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh starting things out of course when we first opened with the 96 episode we seen like a final little which this is another one's ones where i'm like i kind of wish that we watched that before with the previous arc fairy cast because it technically was a wrap-up of the uh, edilus arc because we got a little quick glimpse into what happened with edilus after everybody left like when we left it was you know natsu and all them kind of floating away and and them kind of telling the old uh king you know you kind of screwed up and to you know do things differently and then we were in you know the regular fairy tale land they call it Earth or Fairytale Land. I don't know what they actually call. Yeah, just Earth. <laughs> just Earth. Um, but it was cool seeing um, uh, the uh, what's his name, Jalal of that side. Was it Jalal of that side? Pretty much tell them 
like this is what's going to happen going forward. The king, you're yeah. exiled. Get the heck out of here. Uh, he appointed everybody that was a part of the king's team to have to help rebuild rather yeah. than to be punished. And that was their punishment was that they had to fix things. Yeah. And so that was that was kind of a cool little uh, put away there. The fairy tale guild of that world decided to, I don't know, somehow pack their entire guild on this huge crane and drag it, drag it, <laughs> physically drag it all the way to the kingdom so that they can start doing guild requests there and help, you know, rebuild the town using, you know, quest guild or what you want to call them, uh, requests or whatever. Yep. So that was that was kind of cool, all that kind of stuff. Um, what else did we have? I think there was a nice little uh, reveal of the king being possibly Makarov. Yes, that was weird. No, it was because they were, it showed back in the Earthland and everybody was kind of going, yeah, I remember seeing one of you over there. And yeah, you were really crazy. Of course, so they have to go through the entire list of how everybody was different in that world. And then they kind of said, I don't remember if I seen a Makarov over there, though. And then it like points at the king and it was like, is that, did it kind of hint the more the, the idea of, is it really him? Not really so much that, yeah, I, I yeah, recognize somebody it, it there. It did, it like did you. kind of, it did kind of, uh, imply it through a, something that they were doing when, uh, when Makarov was, uh, when the king was kicked out, uh, they did the, the fairy tale goodbye symbol and that, that was kind of hinting at it. And then a few minutes later, I think it was Natsu. Was it Natsu or one of the other guys were were sitting there trying to? I think it was Natsu that was saying that he he thought he recognized or that he remember him somehow being there or something like that. So yeah, that was that was kind of funny. So and then back at the Earthland, we pretty much everybody learned that Lisana's not dead. Yes. <laughs> so they get all the the, the wonderful uh, realization that everybody got a long time ago, and so then we have to go through everybody kind of being mopey and and sad about that or not sad but joyous that she's that she's back so that was that was fun um let's see uh, that's when they mentioned the fact that juvia over there was different that was because juvia wasn't there right because i think in the in this first episode they kind of went over the fact that hey juvia the juvia over there is actually your gray is obsessed with her right and she's like i really want to go over that land so that i can have gray that's obsessed with me I thought that was kind of that was kind of cute. Um, let's see here. Now I guess that was it. And then we got to move on to the Magic Council being reformed. So that's interesting. I don't remember any. I didn't remember anything about the Magic Council when we went in there. So I was like, oh crap! Here's here's the stuff that I don't remember is <laughs> the the Magic Council. I'm like, I think I remember them being destroyed by Jalal. Yes. And so I was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to remember this. Um, let's see here. Uh, and they basically want to take down Fairy Tail, like everybody in the entire world of Earthland, which is nothing. This Magic Council just has this weird obsession with Fairy Tail for whatever daggum reason. They think they're too powerful, probably. So, and then finally, we got to a, a, a reveal of uh, of um, Zeref, who wants to find Natsu, so he can finally put him to sleep. So that was that was interesting. We ha- we finally got our like the the moment that he shows up. I'm like, that's totally um, that guy from Naruto, <laughs> Sasuke. Yeah. Oh no, totally look like Sasuke. <laughs> well, I I guess to a point, but he's he's not he's not really Sasuke. No, he's not. He's not. But he's he's very emo. 
Well, I guess I guess Sasuke's emo. No, no, too. no, 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 no. Trust me, there's a Sasuke coming. That's not Sasuke. <laughs> Um, no, it's funny. Uh, we've got a, uh, with, with him, I, it was so funny because the first time I watched fairy tale, I totally didn't catch the guy's voice because I, I had not really been, uh, introduced to him per se in a character that I really, truly loved. And Andrew picked it up right away. And it was so funny to have his, it was, um, Rakugo Shinju. Rakugo Shinju. And it was just wonderful to hear his voice in a, in another character that's just off the wall. I, I, I at the at very first I was very worried about him because he's got such a kind of a failing I want to say failing voice, which he, that's why he does that's why he was so great in Raku Shinju is because his character got so old that he was able to kind of amplify that kind of jitteriness to his voice mm-hmm. that kind of failing to his voice. So I was like, I'm not sure about having him as this character, which technically we're going to have him going forward, but. It, it it did feel kind of a little odd. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is going to fit, but it, it technically does fit. He's just got a very unique voice to him that, yeah, I can see you going, oh, I know who that is now. <laughs> <laughs> or it was kind of odd that you didn't notice him when you went into Rock of Shinju, but... No, he wasn't really much of a an important character the first time through, so... That's true. That's true. There you go. Or at least that's what I assume at this point anyways. He seems like he's going to be an important character going forward, but we'll, we'll see, I guess. And then uh, starting in 1997, the biggest rev- or the biggest thing pops up that was the stain of pretty much this entire arc was Kana suddenly saying that she wants to leave the guild, <laughs> which then becomes a thing Throughout the entire that was arc, absolutely <laughs> dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was. I, I love I love Kana. P- please don't misunderstand me. I love Kana, but the the I'm gonna leave. Okay, I guess that's spoilerish. So let, let's let that be for right now. But yeah, well, this is a spoiler cast for okay. the entire arc. So if you want to bring up something now, it's fine. The the fact that Kana was wanting to leave for because of the fact that she didn't feel like she was worthy to be an S class or if she didn't get S class she's failed so many times to, 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 because she has to tell her dad that she is his daughter and it's like okay wh- where did your mind come up with this weird conglomeration of an idea here <laughs> well that was one of the, probably the most frustrating things about the storytelling in this particular arc is that I don't see any reason why they couldn't have revealed that at the time because it really felt like they just dragged on her character and made me hate her. Like by the time they finally revealed why she was doing the thing that she was doing, I was so frustrated by her because she was so so mopey like, oh, I, I need to leave the guild. I'm going to try one more time, but then I'm leaving the guild. I, I wanted to leave the guild before they did this, but now they're doing it again. So now I got to do it. But then this time, if I fail, I'm totally leaving the guild. And it was just kind of like, why please tell me and then they do the whole thing where she reveals it to lucy but they cut it off so you don't find out it's like stop it's 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 better be really important and then like you said it didn't really turn out to be that important so well it's important to her but it didn't deserve that much kind of drag out for it so yeah it it was one of those plus how she was like betraying people and betraying (laughs) leaving lucy unconscious in the middle of nowhere when there's tons of people attacking I'm like, oh, Kana, you are, you're ruining this character. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it is funny because, like I said, I really love Kana, and she was te- her reveal was technically one of the highlights of this particular arc. I mean, there was a couple of other uh, reveals that I that really kind of stood out in my mind as far as things. One of them, not so much. I was a little bit disappointed in in that reveal. Um, but it, it it is one of those things. It's like I I really loved the emotional tie that she she kind of revealed at the end with Gildart's Gildart's kind of breaking down. I mean, although it was kind of cheesy, it was still kind of. I'm so for mixed me. on the injection of humor in there because like it was a funny <laughs> joke, but at the same time, it totally ruined the moment. <laughs> But then it kind of like goes, er, record scratch, turn back. Okay, now we're serious again and we're crying. And it's like, don't don't tease me like that. Don't throw jokes in the middle of this kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it, it, it's one of those things that I I really did enjoy that particular reveal. Um, I I uh, the back back backstory of Ultir was really wonderful for me. I really liked kind of the... Do you want to get into all that stuff now, or you wait until we get to the point where we can bring up that particular story? I thought that we were just going around, so go ahead. You go <laughs> it on depends your... on how you want to do it. If you want to do the entire outline, or if you want to hit just specific points, it, it doesn't matter to me. You do yours. Okay. You've got it all lined out. So, um, yeah. That basically her deciding that she wants to leave. She claims, She does mention the fact that she's one of the older members of the Actually, technically, at that time, she's the oldest member of the guild besides... Or oldest, maybe oldest female member. Um, no, because then you'd have, you'd have Makarov was there. Um, I don't know if Laxus was there or if... Or I don't think Urza was there when she first joined. Because Urza and Natsu and all them joined later. So I guess the only person that would have been there longer would have been Gildarts, right? Yeah, but Mira Jane was probably longer there, and I would assume Laxus followed Makarov for a long time. I don't, I don't know that Mary Jane was there or not. I'd have to look at that again because Mira Jane was not a part of the uh, Erza group. I don't know. I wrote down oldest member, so now that makes you kind of wonder why I wrote that down, unless she mentioned that aspect. But again, she would have to know that Gildart was there at least. So, but again, I don't remember seeing anybody else in the in the flashback that was there at the time. So. I don't know. I have, to, I have to look at that again. Anyways, um, let's see here. Yeah, then it's when they announced the S-Class uh, Wizard Advancement Exam, and you had Makaro on the stage with uh, Mira and Urza, all the S-Class members, announcing the fact that they're going to basically do this exam where they're going to choose a group of people that are all going to be eligible to become S-Class, and they can grab one person to be their partner. So, Thankfully, they figured out some way to pull in people that have not been there for very long to go in with them to an island. Uh, but yeah, we, they chose Natsu, Gray, uh, Kana, Wendy, Elfman, and was it was it Freed or was it uh, was it Freed or or Big Slow that was chosen between those two? I think it was Freed. Seems like Freed was because he seems like he's a more powerful one. Um, Lisana, Levy. And that was it, right? Evergreen. Evergreen, Evergreen came with, with Elfman. Elfman. Yeah. yeah. Then they chose their partner. So yeah, it was not too unhappy. Gray, Loki, um, Lucy, or Lucy went with Kana. Uh, Mist, Mess showed up out of nowhere <laughs> and decided to join Wendy. And um, Big Slow joined Freed. And um, uh, Juvia joined Lasana. 
and then Gajil joined Levy. So that was the, all the teams. That's a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, Lissana actually joined Juvia. Juvia was up for us. So what do you think of the, the pairing, the, the moment of pairing, I guess? I guess you, if you want to go in further with the, each of the pairings, that's fine. But just the, the moment of pairings. Of course, the big funny one was obviously uh, Gajil joining Levy. Because you had the two guys that were like, oh, Levy, you're going to choose one of us. We'll, we'll totally help you win. And then out of nowhere, Gajil just goes up and picks her up and said, oh, <laughs> I'm going to help you bit S-Class. And that kind of uh, doki-doki her. I've always loved Gajil and, and, and uh, Levy. And, and from the second that they were kind of revealed as a possible ship couple, it, it all they've done has just absolutely kind of just – added added the 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 mayonnaise and the and the cheese to it it just it gets better and better every time they're on the on the on the screen together because levy absolutely works perfectly for gajil and and that's 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 one of the things that's kind of the beauty and the beast kind of thing i guess (laughs) she's the the anchor for him and his kind of craziness but she he she's also the confidence for her yeah, she he absolutely uh, having those two guys there going, you know, Levy, Levy, let's let's go and do this, and and him just kind of boom, it, they they had nothing on him. So yeah, it was great seeing seeing that. And see, that was the, that's the frustrating thing because they they were easily the cutest group um, because I mean, all the other ones there wasn't like an actual pairing of you know romance. It was just kind of. Besides Elfman and Evergreen, obviously, but <laughs> everybody else was kind of just helping each other because they wanted to help each other, or they were just friends. But they were the one that was kind of like this possible ship couple, and so that was, that's what kind of made them really, really cute in their their adventure. But it did frustrate me that they were kind of when things started hitting the fan and uh, the guild, the other guild shows up. It's like, wow, they were the ones that was like, I mean, technically, Gajil was the most uh, underplayed of the entire arc. I was like, Gajil got knocked out at the very beginning and then never does anything again after that. I'm like, what the hell did they do to Gajil? He's suddenly this weak, this sleek sponge that can't do anything and he's knocked out for the rest of the Him part. and, well, they did the same thing to Levy because Levy is not weak in well, any no, way. Levy was, form. yeah, I would say that she wasn't powerful, but at the same time, at least she was shining in that arc. Yeah, it just she didn't, had her moments. It didn't seem like they were they were playing either. Well, it it seemed like the entire group, to be truthful, was having a really rough time in this arc. Well, it's understandably because it was the most powerful guild of the the Grimoire group, and so I understood why they were struggling. But everybody, in my opinion, got a moment to shine. Yeah. Like Evergreen got a moment to shine. Elfman got a moment to shine. Um, Wendy technically got some pretty good moments as well. Everybody had the eight, even <laughs> big slow and freed beat the crap out of the two guys that knocked out Gajil. And I thought that freed and big slow was like going to be these throwaway characters. And they were like super awesome in this. Well, they did technically work for Loxus for a long time. So yeah, it's natural that they would be kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And they, I mean, they've, they've had their moment to fight, and technically, Free did give uh, Mary uh, Mary Jane a, a run for her money in that one competition as well, or that one yeah. fight as well. So, I don't know. I, I guess I, I downplay them too much because, just because they seem like really throwaway characters that aren't part of the main team. But 
I don't know, I guess I guess overall I just I felt very frustrated with what they did with Gajil because I I do like Gajil and he felt I mean he was he he seemed like a really solid character and this one he just seemed like he got thrown to the wayside for the ability to kind of you know raise up a bunch of other people that I didn't feel were as in prominent which I guess is my own fault. <laughs> it is strange because the the I it, when I say that the, the a lot of them felt like they were kind of really having a hard time. It's, it's not, it's not downplaying it because a lot of a lot of what who they were going up against was really kind of powerful guys, and and so you it really messes with the the dynamics. I mean, you've got um, the uh, Zancro who was technically a quote unquote god slayer, or Capricorn who was the strongest of the uh celestial spirits you've got that was possessed by somebody yeah it's uh meldy who was technically playing through um forcing um everybody to have the same uh sensations as everybody else so it really was an interesting kind of play out there ultir who has the capability of controlling time itself um i, I don't remember what the stupid uh oh he had imagination power um yeah ro- ro- rose 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 rusty rose rusty <laughs> rosy rose or rusty rose he had the ability to have uh mess with his imagination you've got uh what's his face alma awesome. alma yeah alma and he had the ability to do something with the trees so i'm sure that was important <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was he was talking about how he like he controls the force of the trees and he can make them compact to the point where they explode or something like that. It was really weird. It, w- it almost seemed like it was more like solar and solar and growth or something like that. And it it was it seemed different than what he was explaining it as. So I don't blame you for being confused there. And yeah, Blue Note was complete gravity and and stuff. So they were all like really seriously powerful and so yeah, it was it kind of played into the idea that they were all struggling a lot just because of that, but yeah. Any other group, the groupings? I mean, it was obviously not so it was going to be with Happy. It's just they're they're always going to be a, a partnership there. Gray and Loki was 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 weird, but at the same time it made sense when I kind of re- remembered their their friendship and how that kind of went into play. It was funny to to leave Lucy behind on that regard, but uh Kana and Lucy was a was an interesting couple. They were they were really cute uh fighting alongside each other even though the fact that Kana kept freaking screwing up and and dragging lucy along and then betraying lucy in the end um yeah mest and wendy that was see that was another one that i was like trying to remember i could not remember mest and again we know the reveal of who mest was so is it just strictly the fact that duran balt was a part of the um the council group or they're called i just named them a minute ago and now i'm forgetting their name already the magic council and he was changing the memories of the members of Fairy Tale to make him them believe that he's messed to come in there now every now and then and then leave, or was he taking up the identity of somebody that was actually messed of the guild? No, he he was he he actually added his memory him as a memory because that was the point of what Lily was saying is I just joined the guild and I have memories of him. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I wanted to say that I remembered at some point they had the whole thing where everybody fell asleep, this guy came and then left. Yeah, that was... So that it was, was like that the was writer... actually uh, Jalal. 
He, he was, was just, the one that came in and slept everybody he, and yes, left? Because he didn't want anybody to see him. Okay, he was okay. actually uh, Mr. So then J- Mess, or then Doranbalt decided to utilize Remember there was memory. two Jalals? Yes. Right. One that is in Idolos uh, mm-hmm. and the other one who's in jail right now. Right. Um, the one that's in Idolos was Mr. Jin. He's right. the one who uh, Mest was saying that I was his um, his partner. Right. But that wasn't Mest. That was but Mr. Was, Jin. Yeah. I Mr. thought, Jin I thought he was messing with their memories to make them think that he was the one that went in there. They were just recalling right. Mr. Jin. He, they, they never seen him. They, but they knew that he he was Mister Jin's partner. Gotcha. That was the memory that he was adding to everybody. Right, right, right. Because he chose obviously him nobody's gonna be able to ask him because exactly. he's not he's not available to ask about it. Yeah, that was that was that was kind of cool because it was a uh, it, it it was one of those things where everybody was kind of slowly kind of going, well, this doesn't make any sense, or I, I don't remember that. What am I trying to remember? So they were kind of confused the entire time trying to remember who he was, and then yeah. Uh, Charlotte trying to finally kind of, or Lily finally realizing that there's no reason why I should remember who this person is was kind of a nice giveaway to to throw them off and have them go and help Wendy. No, it's funny because it was was the entire time I'm kind of going, okay, who is this? Because he was really weird. And I'm like, this guy's obviously going to be a bad guy. (laughs) Like the moment that he shows up to Wendy and starts like cocking his head back and catching snowflakes and jumping in the water and he just seemed like a nutty guy that's going to end up later just kind of cackling diabolically while he's holding Wendy at knife blade or something like that. It was so stupid because even when, his once once he once he actually revealed himself he, he never he does, never does, does again. it again. <laughs> what yeah, the heck? It's, like, it's like I thought that was going to be his tick. Like I got to figure out what this feels like. I got to he did it again uh just before then because he was like I got to find out what these flowers taste like yeah. or something like that and it's like this guy's really creepy and it keeps doing the little kind of pauses where he looks at Wendy and she's looking at the flowers for the last 20 hours. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this guy's going to kill her, isn't she? Or isn't he? Um, but he did kind of turn out to be a cool guy, even though he kind of, with everybody else, kind of cowardly ran away when they kind of mentioned the Arknolgia thing. But it was cool that at least he ended up in the end helping them out. So I can kind of foresee and you can probably not confirm or die see him being a, a helping hand for them against the magic council that seems to hate fairy tale so much <laughs> can't remember off the top of my head all right um evergreen and elf man do you like that that pairing i do i i i they they actually did really grow on me um i'm not going to explain how because i can't remember but yeah it, they they did end up growing on me as as time goes on it that i think she added a new layer to ever elfman that i never really kind of cared because i i never care for elfman he always kind of shows up i mean yeah he had his moments where we went the whole asana thing and and they're they're losing of her and and then the reuniting but him as a character outside of that it's always been just a man will do this, a man should do this, a man should do this, and, and run in there with, with you know, arms swinging. So to have him kind of work with Evergreen, it was a really nice way to kind of get a whole new perspective as him as a character. So, yeah, and that, <laughs> the way they tricked, the way they tricked the sister was just wrong. <laughs> Claim that they were going to get married just to throw her off long enough to take her out. <laughs> um... Yeah, Freed and Big Slow, that was, like I said, a, a kind of an interesting... It was kind of cool they threw the fight for Kana. Um, 
did they say they knew that that was what Kana was there for? No, they just did it to um, as a payback thing. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Because they fought each other at some point. Um, Lasana and Juvia. We didn't really get much of them. That's that's. I mean, yeah, we technically got them uh, with a fight later. I think Arizona beat the crap out of them. So. Yeah, because I, I guess technically their entire partnership was going and getting beat up by Urza, which <laughs> even Makarov is like, I, they, they got the one that doesn't know how to hold back. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, with, with like uh guild arts, technically it wasn't about beating that S class member. It was about, you know, fighting with all you have and then knowing when to quit. Hey, that's what guild arts told him. You pass. It's you don't have to you didn't have to actually beat Gildars. So in technical then they claim that too. They they didn't technically have to beat Urza, but Urza wouldn't stop, so she just knocked them all out. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's Urza, best girl. Doesn't know when to quit. <laughs> Even Urza got a nice uh, arc this season, so that was that was great. Or a little a couple of fights. So um we already went through Levy and, and um Gajil and that's that's pretty much it. So that was reveals for the groups. Let's see here. That's when we revealed that Kana has failed the test four times. So this will be her, her last one that she claims. So there we go. And that was pretty much it for that episode. 98, that's when we had them all go to the island right off the bat. We had the, uh, of course, they went to Tinro Island. That's where the S-Class fight was going to, or the competition was going to be. Uh, once they arrived there, they were told... Okay, there's going to be these these mini caves over here. I think it was like seven or whatever. Um, however many that there are of teams. So that would be five, six, seven. Yeah, seven, seven, eight. Eight? Eight caves, I guess. Yeah, eight caves. So eight caves. And whoever gets there first can choose a cave. Which is kind of funny because they're all like, holy crap, I got to get there first. And it's like, but they're random. So who cares which cave you get to? But, uh, well, Natsu found that that was in important because he wanted to go to the cave E because With he felt Urza. that would be Urza. <laughs> Which ended up being Guild Arts. <laughs> so you kind of suck there, Natsu. Um, yeah, they, they play a little bit off of their abilities. Um, we had uh, Levy right off the bat. Well, no, it wasn't Levy. It was Free that created a block uh, with his words, and then Levy broke it and then resealed it behind them. Uh, then they waited for it to go away, and they all kind of took their own way of getting there quickly. Uh, but yes, yeah, so in the caves, there was two fights. There was going to be Gildarts. There was Urza. So two of the caves would go to one, a fight with one of them. Um, two of the caves would interconnect with each other, and those two teams would have to fight each other, and whatever one lost was disqualified. And then there was a peaceful rest cave, which just goes straight there. Yep. And then you get the rest. And, uh, yeah. So Natsu got to fight with Gildarts. Then... Um, Juvia and Lasana had to fight uh, Urza. Uh, let's see. The two that had to fight was Big Slaw and Freed versus Lucy and Kana. And then Evergreen Elfman got the freebie. And no, they got, they got Mary Jane. Yeah, Mary Jane. That's right. I totally forgot that was Mary Jane one. And then Levy got the freebie to the resting spot. So, so what do you think of the fight of, of Natsu versus Gildars? Levy got the freebie? Alright, correction. Natsu and Happy run into Guild Arts. Grey and Loki run into Wendy and Mest. So they have to fight. 
Lucy and Kana run into Freed and Bixlaw, so they have to fight. Evergreen and Elfman run into uh, Mary Jane. And then... Uh, who am I missing? Uh, Lasana and Juvia run into Urza. And then Levin and Gajil get the freebie. So what do you think of the fight between Natsu and Gajil? I guess. Not Gajil. <laughs> Gildarts to start off. I really liked that one because it was one of those that um actually kind of played into uh helping Natsu grow as a character um especially that ending um it was it was one of those forcing him to realize the limitations of his 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 own capabilities uh, and not saying that you can't grow just saying that at this moment you are not as awesome as you think you are and you have to realize that there is a point in which not even you can overcome something um and that it wasn't it wasn't a a tear down so much as a look there is a limit to where you are right now as you are per right now and even even at some point you're going to run into a character who is so overwhelming that not even you can defeat them. You have to see that limitation and be able to do something at that point. And that's one of those kind of frustrating things that they kind of keep bringing up. And it's it, it was it's kind of funny because the the moment that they really had Gildart say, "Okay, here is my real power," and it completely floors not to. It's like it it is one of those moments where you realize can any of these people in the guild be an S class? Because obviously. Urza is like the only one that really they kind of show is at a, at weak points. It's almost like her status as S class is really in her her diligence and training and her capabilities. Her I guess Swiss Army knife of her ability. And Mary Jane is also another one of those ones where it's like they really downplayed her in this particular arc. But technically, when she's in her super demonic form, she's, like, untouchable. And that's what we kind of seen with her fighting, what was it, Free, I think, at the time, was, like, her, her big reveal that she's got this really overpowered side to her. But it was it was almost one of those moments where you're like, can any does, does any of these people have the capability? Because my initial thoughts when going into this S-Class thing was, like, okay, this the only one that I can see in this entire group, they're not going to make any of the main cast S-Class at this point. I don't really, there's no way they'd be put in that rank. So the only person that I really seen possibly putting that point was probably Kana through some kind of circumstances, but she's technically like the weakest out of all of them in a sense. And yeah. what we've seen at least is her abilities are pretty dang weak. She has these cards that she's almost like Lucy where she utilizes this kind of gimmick that is her ability. Not so much that she herself is strong. She has a gimmick that she plays off of. And that's that's Lucy's issue has been this entire time is that she's got this gimmick of these of these uh of the, the different astral and the, and zodiacs so, that doesn't really do much. Yeah, it, and they they downplay those celestial beings so much. <laughs> it's like thank, it? thankfully she's got Capricorn now because he can actually do something. And, and, then, and, then, and, that's I, the thing. I, and I'm like, don't now. My immediate thought was like, now she has Capricorn that actually does something. Loki technically was her strongest before then. All the rest of them are goofy, and every time she has to fight, she just shows them all off, and they all act goofy again. Whereas, like, is now Capricorn going to turn to that? <laughs> are they going to make Capricorn super weak now and a, and a joke like everything else that she has? It is. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, are they really? I mean, because it, especially uh, 
they're played up as these cele- the celestial beings are these overpowered cre- uh, uh, beings, and yet somehow because of their ticks, they they're absolutely yeah. useless. Like um, for instance, Aquarius is is the obvious one because she supposedly is so super overpowered that nobody can stand up against her, and yet every time she's brought out, she ends up attacking Lucy. Right. Okay, so what's the point in even having her? Why do you even bother bringing <laughs> her out? Bothering her out? <laughs> hey, we got some fan service from the maid one, and the- <laughs> so Virgo is awesome. I like Virgo. <laughs> Swimsuit digging up holes. <laughs> he may. <laughs> um, they are fun at times, but yeah, I do kind of get sh- frustrated when every time that she gets in a f- situation, she's just like, "All right, let's go through the list." Yep, they're doing the same jokes, and then they fall over, and then they're useless. Oh. There's Aquarius, and she blasts them instead again. It's almost oh, like you. It's almost like they play play off her uh, her uh, ability as a way to show that okay, the bad guys are really not as strong as you think they are. Otherwise, maybe they'd be serious. I I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, um, I don't know how we got in the tent. No, we're talking about the fact that they were so the the S classes are so powerful and they're put up against them, but. Yeah, in, in in Guild Art's case, I did really like it because I, I honestly didn't think that Natsu was going to beat him unless he found some kind of weak point and exploits it. And Guild Art's kind of lets him have it. That was great. And that was that was kind of one of those, those... <laughs> chopping Natsu into a million pieces and so yeah, and overcome him. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... no, it was one of those things like, oh no, you you blasted him so hard you actually die, and it's like. Come on, Happy. They're not going to kill off Natsu like that, <laughs> especially not having Guildards do it. Yeah, he's like, oh, crap, I, I kind of overdid that one. And, yeah, they all kind of just kind of clobber on him, and then he has to kind of forcefully turn them all back because he's overcoming them. But, no, it was it was good, though. I, I do I do agree. It was a cool little moment to have Natsu realize that you're not always going to beat the enemy, and you have to know where your weakness is at, even though natsu will probably never ever recall that ever again <laughs> right <laughs> it was cool for this we moment even, we even got a, re- a representation of that towards the end of this arc so <laughs> two times yes both with with their fight with hades and their fight with with arknolia is like yeah he still doesn't listen and he's still gonna go in there and fairy tale sticks together it's it's always gonna happen it's just natsu so yeah that was that was that was a cool little fight and really did show I mean, because that was technically the first time we ever seen Guildarts fight, right? Per se, I think that we've seen a, a, a tad of his ability at some point re- uh, before this, but I don't know. Other than the fact that when the town, when he came into the town, everything kind of <laughs> moved around, around him. But it was the first time that he really did go out, so it was really cool. And of course, later on, we got a fight with him and and uh, Blue Note, which was was a cool fight as well, even though it was kind of cut short uh in my opinion because of the the tree falling but uh yeah so the fight with urza and lasana and luvia we didn't really get to see much of that maybe like two cuts of it and then finally at the end we got to see that they were all knocked out yeah (laughs) but that was that was cool in the fact that it was kind of um i think urza said something to the effect that she kind of seen juvia's determination in that fight which was kind of was was unique sadly not much from Lasana at that time as well it was kind of more focused on Juvia and her and her determination to kind of press forward uh, which was kind of was kind of cool so um Wendy and uh Mest versus Gray and Loki that one was kind of 
that one was kind of just silly because, <laughs> in all honesty, I, I, I guess most of it was really kind of messed, seeing who messed was and kind of being him and being uh, an unknown. So when they were fighting him, it was like, okay, who's this mess guy? What is his ability? What can he do? And then once he got kind of taken out by Gray and Loki kind of focusing on him, it really just kind of turned into a goofy, let's all make Wendy pass out from <laughs> sour faces. <laughs> Which is like, I guess it makes sense because you don't want to have two guys beating the crap out of this little girl. It would probably look really bad to those two characters. So instead, let's just, you know, chomp down on sour stuff and make her... It was such a great scene. <laughs> uh, and then Elfman and Evergreen versus uh, Mary Jane. That was, again, another one of those ones where it kind of didn't really show us much of their fight. It really sucked because that one would have been kind of a fun fun uh, scene to have is is them uh, re- doing that revelation to, to Mary Jane and then her freaking out. So Yeah, because yeah. really all we had was like it cut to them like – pretty beat up and Mira Jane was in her super form. And then after the, they got hit maybe once and then it cut away. And then later on they, they walk into the victory area and they're like, yeah, no, Evergreen Ever- something. It, just before they, they cut away evergreen to say, uh, Mira Jane, I, we have something to tell you or something right. like that. And then it cuts away. Right. So, <laughs> um, and then finally freed and Bixlaw versus, uh, uh, Lucy and Kana. That was actually surprisingly... F- it was very goofy, again, because it was really just Lucy summoning a bunch of different female uh, uh, signs and then Kana throwing out cars that summon girls and summoning thousands of girls just to... Just to, to mess with throw, Freed. You know, throw off Freed and then kind of focusing down Bixlaw on the side, but it it was kind of... It felt kind of cheated afterwards when you kind of realized they they kind of threw the fight. And it kind of felt like that was the case just because they weren't really doing much. I mean, it was it was really one of those things. When Lucy and Kana went in there, I was like, how were... I mean, I don't think Freed and Bixlaw are the greatest. I do know that Freed is pretty darn OP if he... If Freed they, is very OP. If they ride him outright in a fight, he is really OP. Bixlaw is kind of... I've never really gathered Bixlaw, to be honest. But uh, well, and I that, just knew that's, that Kana that's what I was and Lucy weren't powerful. And it's like, how are they going to beat Freed alone? And that's that's what I was saying about uh, uh, Levy. Levy is technically supposed to be really overpowered as well because she has the ability to alter the runes. Right. He, he just makes perfect runes. She has the ability to uh, uh, mess with runes. And so it's – it's always been one of those things. It's really, really frustrating to get her underplayed as much as she is. Just like Freed, when he gets underplayed, it's like, why, why? Because they, if if their abilities, I want to say they have the ability to mess with other people's magic. Is is the way they've played it off. So it, it's it's one of those frustrating things. It was really cool later on when you had Freed and Levy were kind of. Uh, it seemed like Freed was t- teaching Levy. Uh, about the runes that he was doing and helping her, like he was telling, don't put any gaps because that'll completely ruin the ruin the entire encryption or inscription or whatever. And she was kind of thrown off by it, but she was technically learning something through him. So I was like, okay, cool, maybe maybe she can, I don't know, be an apprentice to him and learn more. That would be kind of cool. So, um, but yeah, they they kind of summoned a bunch of chicks, threw off Freed, beat up Rixaw on the side, and then went on. And then, like I said, they kind of revealed that. They threw the fight for them, but um, it was fine. And then after everybody got... Is that, is that everybody? 
Yeah, everybody got everybody went through. So we got left with Natsu, um, Gray, Kana, uh, Elfman, and Gajil or Levy and Gajil. So that was the, the final team that kind of went to the end part. And they revealed that they have to find the grave. Then they say they have to find a grave yes. specifically. So the you first find founder's grave. grave. Right. And so they all kind of go off to try to find the grave. And that's when um, Elfman and Evergreen run into Zeref. And Zeref's out there. He's complaining about how he's he's got to find Natsu. And he's – no, he didn't say he had to find Natsu. But he said that he's – you know, go away. You, 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 it's getting – it's coming back or whatever. And then – Natsu shows up out of nowhere and, and gets them all to, to duck down because he releases this kind of weird aura that kills everything around him and then um, kind of points out that he was looking for Natsu the whole entire time. Natsu's like, I don't even know who you are. What the heck are you doing here? And then um, did he leave at that point? I forget, I forget how they got separated after that point. Was it or was uh, I think was he that walked one, away. They walk away or was that when the guild finally showed up? I'm trying to remember when when they showed up. No, they they uh, he walked away, and they didn't follow him. I that's when say... that's when yeah that's when Grimoire. Yeah, he might have walked away, but that's exactly when Grimoire started right. attacking though. So yeah, that's when Grimoire attacks. I guess the first ones that got into a fight was um, Gajil and and um, and Levy with the bird guy and the and the samurai that also had the ability to create uh, runes through attacking. Like he does like a slash with his sword, and it creates a. A word of slash and right, power and word he, or his his runes are are um, through calligraphy is what I was gathering. He was playing with the the way you were writing the calligraphy and the. I mean, I'm sorry. I guess it's calligraphy. It's the it's playing with the actual letters of the kanji so that if it if it's said in one way, it means multiple different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that kind of goes into what we were talking about where even though Gajil was kind of fighting them alone, he got kind of beat the crap out of, and that was kind of a little bit disappointing, but would that be the point in which Capricorn flies in, I guess? And that's when we kind of got the reveal with Mest because, uh, Lily and, and, um, Sharla kind of show up and reveal that he's not who he is and, but he still ends up protecting them because they're being bombarded from the ship and he still protects Wendy in that case, which was really cool. And that was kind of when we kind of realized he's not a, a totally a bad guy that he's part of the council. Um, that kind of went into this whole thing on the side where he ran off and, and met with the council that was arriving and told them, Hey, this, everything's all right. They'll, 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 they, we can't kind of blast them. Cause they kind of revealed that Zeref was there and they were like, immediately we need to blast this place. And he doesn't want to see, at least Wendy get killed because he's been spending time with Wendy. Um, but he doesn't want them to kind of do that. So he takes their communication crystal away from them so they can't call back and tell them to use the super duper solar beam thing. Right. <laughs> which they've done before. What was it that they, they they kind of talked about that too. Who was the one that actually stopped the the last beam? He did. They didn't. It it. They shot it on the tower and it turned into a big old magicite or whatever it was. Yeah, the, the the thing itself absorbed it. Right. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. was what Natsu was eating in that one. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 Natsu ate a lot of things this time. <laughs> it's like I, I totally forgot that he ate that, that gemstone last time because this time he just was absorbing things left and right. And I'm going, holy crap, they're just turning him into like a just a, a little Kirby. He's just like, mm-hmm. okay, here's this. 
uh, God Flame guy. Oh, okay, he absorbed that one. Now he's using that. Oh, here's here's Laxus's back, and oh, now he's absorbing electric powers. And I was just waiting for him to absorb the dark power from the from the heart or something like that. It's all right. He's going to be uh, eating uh, Wendy's uh, wind at some point, and then he'll be a sky fire dragon. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> that pause was bad. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Garkman, we're going to confront them. Um, that's when Master I believe, uh, Makarov decides to take on the entire ship and 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 bust the crap out of it. But then, of course, we have old Tear on it that uses their ability to kind of restore it back to normal. Which I guess I didn't realize was very important until later on that they had to restore that ship because it had the heart on it. But you know, that's that's jumping ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's when I guess we had Zancro confront Natsu. I guess we can go into that one. What do you think of that fight? Zancro versus Natsu. Of course, they, he technically beat the crap out of uh, Wendy and all the rest of them and Lily. Before he didn't kill Zancro fast enough. Didn't they kill him fast enough? Zancro was easily one of my more, uh, least favorite <laughs> characters in this arc. And then he shows up like Like, everybody from the very beginning fights shows up later and it's like... This is why Fairy Tale has so many issues. You cannot their their whole thing is they can't kill people, and it's like that comes to bite you so bad in this arc. It's not even funny because yeah, Zangroff shows up. Even the stupid bird guy and the and the samurai dude show up come later and like start kicking three people times. They come back, <laughs> and then you have the the big chubby guy. I didn't I didn't get him in the list. He but was he, annoying. He shows up again. It's like you guys are. This is this is biting you in the butt real bad right now. But yeah, Nazi versus Zancro. It was funny because they almost seem pretty similar to each other. Uh, their cockiness and kind of, uh, I guess, craziness to their fighting is very similar. They almost feel like they're kind of copies. One being fire and one being uh, shadow. But it, it was interesting for a little bit in the idea that he couldn't absorb his ability. But of course, they just threw that into the trash really quickly. Um, but yeah, during their fights, they end up bumping into Makarov, who was knocked out because he got beat up by his previous master, which I kind of technically skipped over, I guess, at that point. Um, and then he finally absorbs uh, Zancro's ability and then uses it on him and knocks him out. But yeah, that was kind of a cool moment because you had that, that kind of thing where Natsu was completely enveloped in Zancro's shadow flame, and he's like, you're going to, you know just melt away inside this thing and then Makarov like grabs him and is like don't you touch my my children in front of me kind of moment and I was like oh that was really cool Zakharov is like really ticked off right now <laughs> you really need to let him go um, but of course that doesn't really phase Zakharov so he's Zankro because he's kind of like well we'll see who, who dies first so this will be fun and that's when Natsu absorbs it and then beats the crap out of Zankro for now but no, that was I, I skipped over it. But yeah, Makarov when he attacked the guild ship and they restored it, and then uh, Capricorn ran off with everybody else. That was when we had the big reveal that um, Hades was the pre the second leader of Fairy Tale and mm-hmm. was Makarov's old master. So that was. I have to admit that I wasn't really feeling the whole dark guild thing until that moment because i was like okay now it's kind of connecting them to the characters like here is where we finally make some kind of uh i guess worthiness to the characters personal uh conflicting feelings 
when you now introduce the fact that Makarov knows him and looked up to him at some point and was left the guild, and now this guy's here, and their sole purpose was we're going to find Zeref and kill all the fairy tale people, like get rid of them. So that was a that was an interesting kind of reveal, and it kind of led into the idea that technically with that knowledge he would know that yeah we do need to have somebody take down the tree because they're never gonna you're, you're not gonna beat them or you're not gonna be able to kill them until we get rid of this tree because you know big spoilers the the tree is both empowers them empowers those that have the emblem and prevents them from death Was while it a, they're on the island while they're on the island yeah so that's that's the whole reason why they're able to do the the challenge there because nobody's gonna die you're right urza can't kill people <laughs> the whole reason they do it on that island is because they know that urza can't kill anybody so that's a good a good place to do that at so yeah what do you think of that reveal was that a interesting one for i you liked back it then? i hades hades is an interesting character on the i mean the way they played him up as this kind of an offset to makarov and and I, I really enjoyed that, especially the, with the the fairy law, um, grimoire law, uh, kind of hitting each other head to head, and then going, okay, we we can't do this to each other, so they both put it away. And so that was an interesting uh, an interesting play. No, he didn't he use on Macrov? <laughs> he didn't use uh, grimoire he law. Used something else. Yeah, yeah, he used something else because they they both said they both started to do it, and he said, I would rather not use this, and so Makarov took away fairy law and then so he put grimoire law away because it, it, it's it's effectively going to end the fight one way or another whoever gets it off first i guess i don't know it, it it so it was one of those it's an interesting interplay because then it forces them to actually have to use their abilities and the, in that situation the older kind of gets the kind of leeway of the win in that situation. It was, it was an interesting interplay. I, I, I did, did like the reveal of him being the kind of previous guild master. Um, and that was kind of fun there. I guess I can go and already get into it, but yeah, uh, Pretch or Hades pretty much was the second guild leader. And at some point he decided to give it off to Makarov because he wanted to go off and seek out the, basically the source. It, it's funny because when they we when he started getting into it, I'm like, okay, here we. There's a lot of shows like that. I know one of the biggest things in like Fate series is they have the the mages are always trying to look for the source. And this one particularly, they're, they're talking about the one magic that started it all. Like this, every every other magic is from this one first magic, and he's trying to seek that out because he wants to get to the world of uh, what was it called the the one world magic or something like that, <laughs> one magic world or something like that. It was like this this idea that you get to this point where anybody that doesn't have magic would be uh, was gotten rid of, and so it would only be a world of magic, and that's obviously not a cool idea because what is it? What was it like? Only ten percent of the world has magic, or something like that. Something like that. It would have been a huge genocide, no matter how you look at it. A lot of people would die, and of course, that's not going to fly with anybody in fairy tale. But he's seeking it out, and obviously. Uh, also seeking out and in looking for that he started going realizing that in order to get further and further into magic it had to get further and further into the darkness of magic and then eventually he was going to seek out Zeref and that's why they're there is to is to get Zeref and to also take out the fairy tale at the same time so that was his whole his whole ordeal in that in that situation so 
he probably figured he was going to end up bumping into uh, Fairy Tail at some point anyway, so he might as well take him out now. Right. Or that, or he just knows that they're probably the biggest threat that he has out of anything else. Unless, right. You know, until the next arc when they reveal the next big bag that they think one of, that'll, that'll tear everybody down. Um, but yes, uh, I guess then that leads into, um, let's see, Lasana and Mira Jane run into, uh, Azuma and Azuma, I guess to get to his entire story, he, I didn't really feel like I got much out of him, but besides the fact that he really likes to put weight to every fight. So he wraps up Mary Jane or uh, Lasana and says, if you want her free, she's going to blow up in a little while. You got to beat me. And Mary Jane just kind of goes, you know, ballistic and turns to demonic form, even though she's not allowed to use it very often, uh, forcing herself to have to use it and still doesn't win. Um, we knew that she wasn't going to die, even though they try to make it out like she died trying to save Lasana. Uh, but getting, I guess it goes to the whole tree, protecting them from death, even though they didn't realize at the time. So, but no, later on, Azuma's fight with Urza was was pretty significant as well. That was probably the biggest, uh, one of the biggest points to the entire arc was the fact that he was able to essentially uproot the tree and destroy it, and also reroute all the power from anybody that has the emblem. So completely reversing the flow of power from the tree to the people from the people back to him so it kind of wrecked everybody everybody was dying <laughs> but then of course he left urza her power because he wanted to he liked her spirit she he liked her kind of beliefs in trying to uh not fight for the sake of fighting somebody strong but fight for somebody else and so he wanted to kind of test that and so they fought each other at full strength so that was a really cool fight i i no joke. I mean, no surprise to people. Urza is one of my favorite characters in this entire series. So obviously seeing her kind of uh, step up and really get a moment to shine was really great. Um, not always kind of stepping to the side and letting Natsu win a fight, but for once actually being a significant part for them in their victory. Obviously, if she didn't win against him, everybody would be dead. There's no joke about that. So, Though I will admit that how many times she has to get knocked down and have the moment of stand up again and, and charge out there again and then get knocked down again. And then, and then <laughs> Jalal sending messages to her and saying, you got to fight and then getting back up again and then falling down again and then getting completely enveloped inside of an exploding ball. And then suddenly having everybody spirit bomb, like push her out there to fight one more time. Well, it was, I guess, cool power of friendship, <laughs> but it was a little bit cheesy at the same time, but it was cool. It was a cool fight, and I, it was funny because it sucked because usually every single fight anymore, especially since, like, a Jill, every single fight, I always kind of examine the bad guy group and go, which one of these is going to join the team? <laughs> I, I at the very beginning, was like, Melody's going to join. Um, please don't let the big chubby guy join, even though I can totally see them doing that because men and cat men guy they always bring in like the most annoying people to stick around um but yeah melody and uh i kind of was thinking asuma at some point i'm like this this can possibly be a character because he oh he was the first one to kind of show regret to what he did with lasana and mary jane and obviously since they weren't gonna die it was like okay you can he can redeem you can redeem this character but yeah after a while i was like ah they're actually going to <laughs> kill this character and that kind of sucked because i kind of liked 
what he was experiencing through Urza. So I was still right with Meldy, but totally failed with... I don't with, know what you're talking about. She hasn't joined nothing yet. She's totally a good guy now. She's all she's off in the in in a boat with uh, Ultir. Yeah, which are now good people because Ultir undid. But they didn't join Fairy Tale. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They have not joined Fairy Tale. Ultir Ultir undid what they did, but then they got destroyed anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was like I I I mean to be honest, I I read the uh the quick little synopsis thing for the next arc's first episode and it said something like seven years later and also the, from the fall of Tenrojin or whatever and I'm like oh great that means this island gonna fall and then she like restores it and I'm like okay so I'm guessing Ark Nolja is gonna come over and nuke the damn thing because <laughs> she just undid everything and now it's done again so maybe Altair can bring the boat back there and undo it again I don't know um, seems like it's gonna be a bigger un- undertaking this time to undo that entire tree being destroyed. We'll but see. We'll see. See you next time. So what was your thoughts on those fights with, uh, with Azuma? With Azuma, and with Arzuma. I, I thought Azuma was a cool character. I, I, I kind of... I like the fact that he likes to force uh, his opponent into their quote-unquote prime, per se, if you want to call it that basically forcing them into a fight of desperation where that that's when he gets to fight them at their truest strength. And he's his entire thing. Like he says, is I want to fight people at their strongest. And which is funny because it, that always ends up turning into them being reckless and not their best. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mira Jane was not at her best. Urza for the most part was not at her best. Natsu, whenever he goes crazy, is never at his best. It's always when he has to step back and go, think about this, and then charge in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was... I I, I enjoyed his fights. Uh, um, Erza uh, got to be be really cool at, at a couple points in that during that fight. Mira Jane being, uh, had a, a couple really cool points in her fight. He, he's just... He, he was a, a cool character that really kind of pulled out some really awesome fights. You know, the other fights, just like Zancro that I didn't really care much for, was a fight with Rusty Rose. <laughs> and, like, even with this fight with um, with Elfman and, and Evergreen, it was like, meh. Yeah, I didn't really get much out of that besides them kind of, I guess, bickering with each other for a little bit before. Rusty Rose w- was not a character that I seemed to... I I think that he was one of those that just kind of went went into the waistband of my waistband of my uh, my mind because I didn't ro- remember him at all. So Now, the other one that I did enjoy, though, was um, Capricorn. At first, I thought Capricorn was going to be like this really kind of oddball character, but when um, Loki kind of revealed, look, he can control humans get out of here, I'll handle this because I'm a spirit. Everything kind of started unfolding with him, which was really cool. Getting the reveal that Capricorn used to serve with, with Lucy's mother and how some dude kind of possessed him and then forced him into this guild and now he has to fight. Um, and then finally getting the revelation that Capricorn finally was able to snap out of it and push him out after he tried to possess... Um, um, he possessed, was, yeah, he was, he was trying to possess Loki, so... It was that was a cool fight because it was it was a really cool moment to see Loki shine. I think Loki was pretty awesome in that fight, 
and to kind of have that later on reveal and him push him out was was pretty cool as well. So it was also kind of cool to have him uh, kind of this little reveal of that Capricorn was technically already in uh, in a contract with Lucy, even though they technically never had actually given up the yep. contract. Yeah, yeah. He said, and her her when she was got when she got pregnant, she was giving away the the each of the spirits and he said you know like one final moment and asked you know to be able to serve her daughter whenever she is uh whenever she gets to that point so yeah that was pretty cool so, yeah. and i guess the i guess there's two more remaining um the big chubby guy <laughs> yeah after after kana knocked out lucy and left her behind the big chubby guy shows up and 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 starts beating up on Lucy, but then of course later Nazi joins in and Happy joins in. So how about that fight? <laughs> Since you seem like you enjoy that character so much. Do I? <laughs> I don't really have his name up here, so I don't even know what his name is. But he's a big chubby guy that's able to control people with his little his, his little doll. uh, dolls, yeah. I did not care for him at all. It was it, there was a bit of comic relief, but usually in the in the, the sexy rec- poses. Yeah. <laughs> It it was it was really in kind of the uh, the when it wasn't really planning on being funny. It's 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 kind of weird to explain that it, when he w- when it was trying to be funny, it wasn't all that funny. When it was not trying to be funny, is when it was actually funny. <laughs> it was obviously when she brought in the sheep that it was funny. <laughs> Completely threw him off. Threw him <laughs> for a loop. Yeah, being with the sexy poses and stuff. Everybody, all the women are coming after him. He's just so popular, and he can't handle it. Uh, but yeah, having Natsu kind of finally grab the the doll and and throw Lucy into like a super punch was was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't care much for him either. And when he showed up back up again later, I was like, oh, please stop this. Um, and then Ultir, which I guess we can leave Ultir for later. Blue Note was another one that kind of showed up at the later parts because the kind of find out Hades is like, you know, no, you're not going to go out there because you're going to cause destruction. I don't want you to go out there yet. And he's like, well, if one more falls, I'm going to go out there. And sure enough, it was when Ultir lost to Juvia. So I guess I didn't really get into Ultir's fight, but that's fine. No, it was Uh, Meldy. Was it Meldy was... Meldy lost to Juvia. Right, right, right. So the fight with Meldy and I guess it was both. It was with Juvia, but it was also with wasn't Lasana there? But she left. Who was it that was with with Juvia? But they left. Nobody somebody, that I know. Of. Somebody was with Juvia when she first confronted her, but they might left. have been Erza, but I doubt it. I mean, it could have been. I think uh, it was. It might have been Erza, and then she left because she had to go secure something it might have been lasana because lasana was technically juvia's partner no because lasana was with mary jane after mary jane got knocked out anyways so juvia had to fight (laughs) we had to fight uh melody how do you think of that whole situation i guess that kind of ties in with ultir and everything so i guess we can get into everything ultir and 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 uh Juvia and Gray and all that kind of stuff. So Ultir Ultir was kind of my highlight of this this particular section. I really, really liked Ultir and how she fits into kind of fairy tale as a whole. Um and so having and Meldy is kind of a, a glimpse into Ultir. So at first you get kind of this little itty bitty tidbit of 
um, Meldy being saved by Iltir, and that that's the reason why she, she has a motive of kind of doing what Iltir wants. Um, she hates uh, Grey because Grey killed Iltir's mother, Ol. And so you have this weird uh, conglomeration of a um, of a whole bunch of different motiva- motivations going at each other. Juvia loves Grey. Uh, Meldy hates Gray, and so they're they're going to face off at some point. They just have to face off, and so you have this go kind figure. Of, her ability is to link them all together. It Isn't links them all together. <laughs> um, so it, it, it this one was one of kind of the really really funner fights because you have um, a kind of a um, the the sense uh, lock makes it to where they they end up feeling each other's. Uh, feelings for whatever whatever they have um and juvia rather than defeat meldy flat out just hurts herself just to make uh meldy stop um fighting and so you have this uh this this interesting conversation between the two and you see some some backgrounds between uh, all the characters yeah the same exact time gray's there basically trailing (laughs) she's dragging off uh Zeref. Now, I agree with you. If I would say there's like the most interlocking stories throughout this entire arc, it was it was Ultir's story because she has been pretty much she was at the tower. Um, there was another situation that I forget what she was at, and then she's now here, or she was at the she was at the council or whatever as that old dude or whatever. So she's been around. She's she's at several points throughout the story. So she has this, and of course she was part. She's the daughter of the one that trained gray. So it's like, there's all these interlocking points for her story. Uh, the other one would have been, of course, um, having, uh, um, Laxus come back was important for Makarov having Makarov confronted by his previous master and the previous masters kind of dealings with the past. Um, Kana's story and her interlocking with, with, um, with, um, guild arts was obviously, uh, an, on, an ongoing story. So, those are probably to be the, and of course Capricorn, his links to Lucy's past. So that's probably like the five, would I say five or six? Those are the main, like, these are stories that are kind of interlocking throughout the entire history of fairy tale kind of coming to, to conclude con- a collision in this entire arc. It's, it's funny because for, for an arc in, in general, this arc was probably Easily one of the uh, weakest arcs and one of the best arcs at the same time. So I, I can see a lot of a lot of people really coming to head on this this arc because some of the fights were just kind of meh, but the the undertones and the the interlocking stories was easily one of the best out of all of the arcs because of the background uh, reveals. That, that's my struggle. It's like within a was that. 26 episodes so two two core uh length this probably had some of the more better moments of fairy tale like i was engaged the entire time i'm not sure if it's because i'm coming at this fairy tale after three years with a different mindset um because three years is a long time for somebody to get a different taste in certain things i still hate a lot of the comedy of fairy tale but this one had the better moments of characters and the better moments of developments for the characters and it had some of the better fights. It, the like I told Chris when we when we watched the last fight with uh, with Hades, I was like, that was actually a cool fight. Not that it's like animation spectacular because the show's never really had great animation. So I'm kind of one of those hopeful things of maybe in the other studios animation gets better. 
Uh, it does a lot of pan shots. It does a lot of uh, still of characters sliding or something like that. But that fight was like this all-encompassing, everybody coming together, and not in a cheesy way. It was in a really mechanically cool way. Having having the cats actually do something for once. Like, they actually managed to help them in a significant way. Uh, they actually technically won the fight in the end. But um, it was one of the better fights. And a lot of the fights they had were really cool. Some of them that I was more hyped about were less significant having Gajil get knocked out so easily um having the fight between guild arts and blue note get stumped and ruined so quickly uh there was a lot of fights that i wanted a lot more out of that i didn't but there was also a lot of fights like urza versus asuma uh granted it felt very mechanically cheesy that meldy and juvia had what they were doing it felt very like oh well that's you know convenient (laughs) But they were still kind of interesting fights altogether. But so I, I don't know I kind of agree but disagree at the same time. It technically had a lot more going for this season than any. But yeah, there was a lot of times where it was very a lot of downtime at the same time. So I would agree at the same part. But anyways, uh, Juvia and Melody. Like I said, it was mechanically cheesy, but at the same time, it was probably one of Juvia's best uh, best moments. Uh, besides seeing her crawl like a psychotic <laughs> thing out of the ring after after them when she's taken away Zeref. Um but yeah, it was it was kind of cool in the idea that you kind of had them call all Lincoln senses. Um it did seem like Grey was more worried about Juvia after that fight than ever before, so maybe it kind of left something on him that he's gonna continue to carry on with him. Uh because I don't think I've ever seen him ever ask, where's Juviat? Where's Juviat? He did like three times in a row. And I was like, yeah. why is he caring about Juvia so much? Did they get, did he get some, some emotions implanted into him and, and now desires Juvia? We'll see, I guess. And then he carried her away at later parts too. But, um, are yeah, was, you, are you shipping Juvia and, and, and Gray? She needs to change her hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I despise her hair. Her hair is so that terrible. is That is her permanent hair now. No, I, I hate to say that. You haven't seen the whole thing though, unless you've seen. I like, liked her hair. I liked her hair before uh, this change. I yeah, I, I liked Edelis one better than yeah. that one. Yeah, just. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I seen Meldy kind of break her story with Ultira was was cool. The whole thing where she was her town was destroyed, and then Ultir showed up and and whisked her away, but then find out that Ultir is the one that destroyed it all, anyways. So. She was the bad guy. She tried to kill herself, and Meldy rescued her and said, well, let's live on together. It doesn't it, matter. It's funny, because I've always kind of liked Juvia. I, and I don't know why. I, I, I didn't care. Blue I, hair? Well, no, I didn't care for her. <laughs> Levy, I didn't care. He likes Levy, Ult, uh, Juvia, and Wendy. They all have blue hair. Actually, my favorites are Levy, Lasana, and Wendy. Um, but Juvia I always okay. did like. I totally forgot. With the fight with with Ozma, we got cat cat mode Lasana best moment of the entire. Arc. <laughs> I dig cat mode Lasana. Yeah, <laughs> Lasana Lasana is a is a character that I I don't know why I I just fell in love with her so fast. I and I think that it was more because of the the pre the the backstories between Natsu and 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 Lasana and I ship. Uh, Lusana and Natsu so hard and it's it's one of those things it's like I because I fell in love with her it, it's 
it w- was really rough getting through um, a lot of the the the, the episodes and, until they finally revealed that she has always been alive. And it's like, wow, okay, I really like Lasana. So yeah, convenient. Yeah, it was convenient. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, Lejuvia harming herself to stop uh, Ulter or Meldy was pretty cool as well. But yeah, um, the story of of Gray, I, I like that he they held the whole thing where she's like, "Yeah, I need you to go kill Hades. You're the only one that can do it. I'm your ally." And then he kind of goes, "Okay, I'll do it." And I'm like, "No way, are you that gullible, Gray? Seriously, dude, are you that dumb?" And then yeah, he shows up later and uh, when she's gonna kill Juvia and stops her and. So yeah, I I kind of knew that you weren't truthful, and then gets into their big old fight, and then it reveals that Ultir was, I guess Ultir's backstory that was weird because when they kind of showed that she took her off to some kind of facility, I'm like, wait, what the hell is this facility? And then like after the the story's over, I'm like, okay, that's why I, got, I don't know what the facility is because she destroyed it. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's a secret organization. I'm like, oh hey, big reveal of the secret organization we never knew about. Secret organization's dead. Okay, that's why we don't know. Um, but that was that was kind of cool when she kind of realized that, yeah, she did come back for her and they wouldn't let her... Because she fell into the water and the water had the memories of her mother in it because her mother turned to ice and melted into the, the ocean and she bumped into the memories of her mother in the ocean next right. to there and then somehow... Got the memories hey, from hey, the don't, ocean. Don't overthink it, Andrew. You always get on to me for overthinking cheesy, this. Cheesy, cheesy convenience. Uh, Old Tyr and Melody are just convenience magnets, I guess. But it was it was cool to have her finally kind of come to realization, fix the tree, and and go off in the sunset with with Melody. I I do look forward to seeing them again. Now that, that whole kind of you know conclusions come to. I've already seen pictures of Melody in the future, so that's a thing. You've seen pictures of... I was getting this picture, and i seen her feature picture. She doesn't have the stupid ear wing things Uh, anymore. And And so uh, that automatically means... And that automatically means that she she joined uh, Fairytale, right? Yes, she will join Fairytale. I don't think so. You don't know. She will will put uh, the likes of Kana to shame. You don't know. So... What was that? Is that that, that it? Um, Trying to think what happened after that one. I think that's all the fights. Isn't that all the fights? Yeah, we did have them do this whole defense and attack formation while Urza's fighting Azuma. Everybody else was protecting the wounded. But then after she wins, they all go after Hades. At the same time, everybody they beat before is suddenly showing up. So they have to fight them again back at the base. So you have this base fight defense. At the same time, everybody fighting after. No, I I missed it. Um, Kana finally... Reveals her whole thing with her dad and goes off to uh, get the rune or go to the grave and absorbs what was it called the the fairy light glitter fire glitter uh, glitter, glitter yeah glitter fairy something. glitter fairy glitter she gains the fairy glitter and then she gets the help card <laughs> while everybody's being beat up by Blue Note <laughs> Lucy goes I know who can save us let me activate the help note for Connor to come save us I'm like. That's your kind of come die too button, right? And so Kana comes racing down. I'll come save you. I have the she glitter. She didn't activate. And it gets no. beats up. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no. She, it automatically starts when Lucy is in trouble. It wasn't Lucy activating some stupid button. Okay. And then let's go back and joke about the fact that uh, 
I think Lucy made a joke at some point about somebody not helping her when she's like got. Uh, no, it was the clock thing, the saving thing that saved <laughs> yes. Wendy. He's like, I save people when they're in their worst dires. And he's, he's like, well, what about when I was getting the crap beat out of me by the big chubby guy? And when this happened, no, it activates when when uh, Blue Note has her gravity to the ground. Okay. But anyways, Kana shows up and we're thinking, oh, cool. Kana's going to do something cool. Do it, Kana. And then she gets beat up with the glitter in her hand and never gets to use it. And then it expires when they go to the hot <laughs> tub. It's like, Kana, you're freaking useless. <laughs> But yeah, you, she did get a, a good moment with Guild Arts later. That was that was a sweet little reveal. I I loved, even though, like I said, I I, I hate the fact that it kind of goes through. Okay, kind of, you know, her mother died. She found a note that said that her father would be at Fairy Tale. She went to Fairy Tale and immediately knew it was Guild Arts. I don't remember it saying his name, and I think they even alluded to the fact that it might not even be him, but uh, just be based on the fact that he couldn't even tell who it was. Uh, but he starts naming off a bunch of women, and she's like, whatever, I just wanted you to know. And then he's like, no, you are th- – I forget what her name was. You are th- Blah Blah's daughter, and I lo- she was the only one that I married, and I- please let me you know, take care of you. And it was it was a really sweet moment. I-, I do agree. It was a really cute moment between the two of them and really did kind of make Gildart shine as a father, even though he never knew. And – created a cool little well he's always he's always had that father figure especially for natsu and so i mean you you, the 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 thing about uh fairy tale is that it it really plays heavy into and this is probably why it works so well at least for me is it really plays into the uh this guild is a family Every, every one of them is important in their own way. And that's that's one of the things that kind of plays out is f- especially with like Guild Arts and Natsu as as this kind of father figure for Natsu that gives him some kind of a structure. Makarov is the um old grandpa that's over there, you know, he's kind of allows this uh this level of goofing off, but at the same time when he speaks everybody listens. You've got the the goofy uncles are all up in there, especially kind of like um, uh, Elfman or or some of the 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 other guys. Um, anyway, yeah, you get my point. Is is there's this just this whole big old family? Arza is the is the elder sister along with uh, Mary Jane. It's it's such a a family environment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they all go off to. Um, I guess that was be the, yeah that was the point that they all. Well, no, that was actually after they beat. <laughs> The, the 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 joining between Guild Arts and Kana was after the fight with with the big boss Hades. But yeah, their whole fight with with Hades. What did you think of the fight with Hades? I think it dragged on a little bit long. It, it was, was actually one of the faster ones we talked. Yeah, about. right. <laughs> Technically, um, minute wise, was probably one of the faster ones. It it did did have its really cool moments. The Laxus popping up when 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 it was necessary was really cool. Um, kind of the introduction to the fight where all the all the fairy tale members jump in there, that was really cool. And of course, I'm like, yeah, you know, this was not over that fast. <laughs> yeah. And so they 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 got into it. That was really fun. Um, Laxus popping in, like I said, was really cool. I I did enjoy that. Throwing the power to Natsu was kind of a little bit contrived. I hate to say this. 
I like it because it was really kind of cool to have Natsu have a slightly different power, just like he did earlier he, with they the... They didn't specifically mention that he fed him the electricity, he just gave him it? I think he, he gave it he to know, him, but... How would he know that he could absorb it? I don't know. Exactly. That was that was what I was saying. It was kind of contrived. I get what they were doing. Okay, electric is not that far from fire. Okay, I get that. And really, technically, he's only eating the mana, um, just like he did with Zan Crow and the the black fire versus the light fire. That's really the only real difference of what they're doing. But hey, whatever. It. It was kind of cool to have Natsu have a slightly different power. That was neat. Um, but it did kind of... It, it was it was a good fight. I, I enjoyed it. It just felt like it dragged on a little long. Like I said before, I think it was probably one of my favorite fights so far. Like, especially for, like, a final boss kind of fights. Because usually with the final boss fights, I'm usually kind of just checked out. Like, the king that they fought with the last arc was just, like... I'm already checked out. Just just do the whole thing where you get beat down a bunch and then rise up and beat them. Because it it really didn't feel like... They had those moments where they got beat down they have to get back up and get beat down and get back up. But in most of the cases, it felt like, okay, somebody else is going to have to handle this. But they still end up handling it in a way that really felt like it made sense. And that's what I do appreciate. It wasn't just, okay, Natsu's now screaming louder and he's they're not going to give up <laughs> and he screams louder. And that they still... Well, everybody's out of minute again. But then they scream louder and they charge in again. It really did feel like, okay, even though he was exhausted and, and, and uh, Laxus gives him some power and then he kind of jumps back in there, even though they did that whole thing, it still felt like that last punch was like, yeah, he's out. Like, he has nothing left, but he's still going to punch this guy in the freaking face. And it still led itself to, like, okay, that, but that's not enough. And like I said, finally having the cats actually do something useful and take out the heart, it was, it felt like the entire guild was a part of that fight. Even though not everybody was there, it felt like a lot of people were involved in that. It didn't just feel like, okay, not to beat him. It felt like everybody beat him. And that's what I really did appreciate about this one. Even though with, like, again, the last arc, it felt like Wendy was, like, doing some port and buffing them up and fighting all that kind of regard, it still felt like they weren't all that involved. With this one, it felt like everybody got their, their punch in there, which was really cool. I didn't like the the whole uh, fake out. We kill Wendy off in one blow thing. I was like, okay, yeah, you're not gonna kill Wendy. What saved Wendy? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna collect the Dragon Balls or something like that? Oh, it's the clock. It took her away. <laughs> but left her clothes behind. Obviously. Poor wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a. Uh... I felt that was cheesy, and I'm like, well, why doesn't he just do that again and knock everybody else out? But no, he never uses it again, so okay. He has the ability to kill people instantly, but he's not going to ever use it again because the clock saved him once. But yeah, I, I did like I did like Laxus showing up. That was really cool because, again, it, it's been a long time since we've really seen anything Laxus-related. I totally couldn't even remember why Laxus left to begin with, so that was a struggle. <laughs> it was something with him right, trying to take over from his dad or something like that. I don't remember why he left. I, I do remember the whole Makrov finger signal thing and when he's leaving and all that kind of stuff, but I couldn't remember exactly why he was gone. It might have been because he had undermined him. Something. Because it seems like he tried to take over the guild and... I know he wanted to take over. I don't over. remember why. Ugh, we're going to have to go back and check it out. <laughs> 
So yeah, having him come back and and give the Natsu power and all everything was really cool. I did I did really like that fight. Um, but that was it. That was after that. It was everybody kind of restoring themselves. Uh, Zeref gets on the boat with with Hades and the chubby guy and was it Re- Rosy Road or was it was it Blue Note that was with them? I think it was no. Blue, I think Rosie it Road. was Rusty Rose. They were the only ones that were on the boat, and they were going away. And Zeref shows up and nukes Hades. So we're, I guess, we're supposed to believe that Hades is dead at this point. Probably not. <laughs> but then, yeah, he he gets really upset because they they called upon Arknolia, Arknolia, and so Arknolia shows up and fights everybody. That was kind of a, a quick fight. Everybody's saying leave, but don't leave. Everybody, literally, the entire fight with him was. This guy's really powerful. Oh, yeah, by the way, Gildart's lost all of his parts to him. He's stupid strong. Everybody run. And then nobody runs. Everybody run. Nobody runs. Everybody get off the island. Nobody gets off the island. Makarov gets big and starts, like, like neck-locking him and says, run. Nobody runs. <laughs> and then they act like they run, but then they show up again to fight anyways. So that was kind of, that was kind of goofy, but... Uh... And then... The island disappears. No, they all lock arms to give Levy power so she can make a rune. And then, yeah, he shows up and, and does a super – his very long charging super bolt to destroy the island. And then they all – yeah, this, this weird figure shows up that nobody knows who it is. And then they all poof along with the island. And that's it. No more fairy tale. That was it. That's your last fairy cast. I hope you guys enjoyed us following the last bit of it. <laughs> was that was that it though? I think I, that was like, that was it. It says it's gone. Agnolia sh- disappears again, and seven years pass. And that was the last of it. So, oh yeah, Juvia got to be Gray's chair for a little bit. <laughs> I forgot that one. Juvia is such a nut. Yeah, yeah I was. Getting oh, ready. The, the nurse Urza was nice for Andrew. I was going to say, everybody lines up for her instead of Wendy. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. The thing I was going to say on, on Juvia is I, I liked Juvia. I liked, I especially liked her kind of um, emo side. And so I, to get get that pop up for a little bit, uh, for a little while during this, this arc was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah, it was it was ninety percent of people on the in in the earth does not have magic, so it would have been ninety percent of the population would have been wiped out. Yeah, that was that was it. Like I, I guess we've already mentioned our our thoughts on the arc as a whole. I, I I really did think that it had a lot of the better moments of the series. A lot of the fights. Yeah, there was some. Most of the humor just still escapes me, but there was there was a few points that I did get a lot of a lot of cackles out of. So that was that was good, and um, a lot of good character moments in there. So. Hopefully, either my taste is more in tune with fairy tale now, or they're getting better, and I'm gonna start enjoying them a lot more than I usually do. But uh, it was a good, it was a good art. Definitely, I, I I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, just a just a, a drag down here and there during some of the battles, but for the most part, it was a really great great uh, arc. How you like that, everybody? Fairy cast comes back for a nice hour and a half long podcast. If it comes down to that, with the, all the editing. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed this this return of the Fairy Cast, Fairy Cast Eight, for episodes ninety six through one hundred twenty two. Again, I mentioned I think the next arc is twenty three, one hundred twenty three, and one hundred twenty four, and then there's one that goes I think all the way up to one hundred fifty. So if you're, 
I, I feel so bad because I realized that we used to say that, like, we're going to watch this part. So if you want to watch it and then listen to our fairy cast, do that. That people have been waiting three years after watching that segment for us to get caught up. So I apologize to those people. But, yeah, hopefully the next one won't take so long. But it will be till 150, I believe, is the next arc. So you can probably look online to find out which parts after Tenril. But it, cause there's one that's, like, X something, which is the year... Yeah, and then there's one after that. That's I don't know what it is. I forget what it was called. X seven ninety one, and then... oh wait, I have it written down on the bottom. That's right. Um, yeah, X seven ninety one arc, and then one th- one hundred twenty five to one hundred fifty is key of the Starry Sky arc. So ooh, that's a that's a Lucy arc. Good. Maybe Lucy will do something important. <laughs> Besides summoning each one of her people and them disappearing, I know she said you want to go see her father. So there we go. Yeah, she did say that <laughs> after seeing the whole encounter with kana and, and gildart so yeah hope you guys enjoyed this fairy cast return and y'all take her Oos. Oos. 